Shot in the dick. Shot, shot in the dick. As we speak, scientists are landing on a on. comet, <laughs> drilling and planting a bomb <laughs> so that it. it would miss yeah. the Earth. Yes, yes. Is that's, that, that's how we science. We, did we get it? Did yeah. I get that? I think, I think they're landing personally yes. on the thing. Yes. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson himself yeah. is on there narrating the, the, the whole process. No. All the scientists in the like world. Stephen Hawking. Yeah, they're all there <laughs> preventing the yeah. destruction. Yeah. And, and Saving the species. Yeah, what, what is actually happening? Um, as I understand it, the European Space Agency, I think it's called, um, launched 10 years ago uh, Rosetta and Philae Lander to intercept a comet. Philander, okay. Yes, Phila the Philander. <laughs> okay. Um, to intercept a comet, I can't remember the comet's name, to that. gather samples. And the hope is that they will find information of, of like, besides more information about comets, the origin of life on Earth basically is the no origin of life on Earth. Basically, is the is the ultimate goal. They're hoping to find the the spark that starts evolution. The all spark. So yeah, they're, they're hoping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're hoping that 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 any that the, the idea of interplanetary seeding, uh, that that life on Earth was seeded from comets. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. They're hoping that that might be the ultimate answer. So some stuff on the comets would, you know, match whatever they were looking yes, for. Yes, and the most would, primitive would the secret life. ingredient. Yes. Okay, okay. And um, is it still ongoing? It's ongoing. As of right now, it's November 11th, mm -hmm. Wednesday. Um, Philippine time, it's expected. The lander has November 12th detached. Here. Is it 12 today? Yep. Yes, the lander has detached. And right now, it's descending onto the comet. And the expectation is by 12 midnight. Um, our time mm. it should land. So by the time you watch this, probably it has landed or okay. the landing has failed. And there will be, of course, replays on YouTube, on Twitch, and uh, probably not in Philippine media. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wherever. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because one of the it coincides with the showing of Interstellar. Awesome like, movie. Awesome movie. He didn't right. think it it's was awesome. He parts thought Big it, Hero 6 was better. Awesome. I preferred Big Hero 6. Oh, see? Okay. Interstellar so. did not have cats. Okay. Well. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I think it was a, a great movie and everyone should see it. We won't spoil you, but it has to do with space. So there you go. And it... Um, Spoiler alert. And the role of space exploration is actually a, a prominent part of the movie. So that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm not going to say whether this is or not is or is not involved in the plot of the movie but funding NASA. So it took some money to send Rosetta Philander into that comet yes. and try to verify the theory of yes. you know where, where did life, life come from. Yeah. And what is the ultimate uh, point? Is it just academic or will that have some some practical uses like knowing where life come from like will we start life um, but it's always been, I think it's always been a goal of, of uh, a lot of space science we have now is yeah. to find life Answers. elsewhere. Yeah. So okay. for, um, recently, uh, well, long before it was like uh, we started explorations on Mars and then we, we just, um, the most recent NASA achievement I think was 
um, impacting the moon, look, looking for water. Mm. And they did find water, and they were looking for any signs of life, oh. so there's none on the moon, right? So they're just looking everywhere. Okay. And, and now, just, it's just the most recent target was Rosetta. So was the, comment. the answer to the question, where did we come from, nakakain ba yan? Like, can you eat that? Can it, can it feed, can it feed the, the billions yeah, yeah, yeah. and billions? Yeah, well, here's the thing about like scientific endeavors. You never know what you can get from them, right? Yeah, that, right. History has shown us that so many um, technological advancements have been made due to accidental scientific discoveries yeah. Yeah. because of these. Or, or things like the same way that developing weapons will have yeah, practical use sometimes, but like, space exploration mm. also has a lot of things. And often mentioned, uh, no MRI machine, um, yeah. Fisher Space Pen, and and uh, it's not even true. It's not that's even. Just, well, is that, that's true. Is the only pen that works in space? Uh, no, no, no. It's not. not it's not that it's the only. Oh, yeah. I mean, they could use pencils, but yeah. the yeah, yeah, was yeah, a specific yeah, so pen could yeah. break off and yeah. okay. it would um, interfere with whatever. Okay, so the special pen that only works. And in also space. the the nice bed with a memory foam that came from. NASA as well, so lots of good being done by that memory foam bed. But seriously yeah. though, NASA could be given more money than it's um, already yes. receiving. Yeah, a lot of people also are saying that NASA gets too much money, but well, as Neil deGrasse Tyson often says, like it's really, really much smaller than people expect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The people expect like uh, in the tens of percent of the national budget of the U.S., but yeah. it's actually like really really small you know yeah and if it were up to me you know i would defund like weapons development yeah. and um, the money invested in wars and all that right well, like the most recent episode for example of uh, last week tonight um discussed lotteries right. in the states love that show last week yeah tonight. Last it's week a really tonight, great show I was john oliver yeah watching it that was our season ender yeah it lotteries. was yeah. okay and, like just I, I was surprised at how much money was being yeah spent on lotteries and like this could be used somewhere else. An interesting dilemma could be made, you know, about whether we should invest money and resources on um, space exploration, like, you know, for the purpose of maybe finding another suitable planet because we're, I mean, this planet isn't getting any better. Um, we aren't getting any fewer. Yeah. And the resources aren't just enough to support um, the projected size of the population in, in a few decades or so. So, you know, things could get bad and a lot of people are saying we should be looking for a next, a new planet. But the question is, um, would the, those resources better be spent making the lives of the people here better, you know, um, fewer people dying of hunger, of diseases, of poverty, basically, um, instead of, you know, focusing on the survival of the species? Like, is there inherent value in, the, in humanity surviving when it means, you know, you'll be sacrificing people who are currently already alive and suffering like you know uh, i think a lot of them um, are are just treated as collateral damage yeah. you know if the entire species survives so what if so many people are are already hungry and dying um and it's because it's these people who are marginalized they don't really have a voice on on what to say it's usually people who are educated who know the value of of space exploration and the discoveries that go along with that but the problem is, they're in a position of privilege, so they can't really tell. Yeah, you know? yeah they're not the ones starving or dying of disease. Yeah, yeah so the, you know, how do you reconcile that? Of course, you could argue that you don't have to just, you know, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You yes. could pursue both, you know, but, um, but still, um, um, I, I remember... the proportions? Yeah, yeah. I remember a discussion we once had 
I think it was during the Occupy for RH thing, um, where we asked, um, these are the smartest people on earth, I think. You know, I mean, it could be argued mm. that, um, that the people working for NASA are some of the smartest people on earth. And if they used their collective brain capacity to say, solve the world hunger, the, solve what world hunger, solve poverty, solve all of the problems of the world, um, it could be argued that they would be very effective at it. You know, if, if the problem were, say, something like um, like a comet, like uh, that's hurtling towards the Earth. Landing on a planet, you know, like they, landing on a comet for like in a 10-year trip. That's, yeah. that's really, yeah, it's really... Let's, let's say that there's, there's imminent danger uh, and that, that would convince everyone to, to just focus their resources on that um, science and, and technology, uh-huh. all focused on that, that very problem. I think they, they, that that's the way to go. Like get all of the smartest minds to solve the problem because if you don't solve the problem, any other pursuit would be meaningless, right? The problem is like world hunger doesn't really have a, have a ticking time bomb attached yeah. to it. You it's know? a very slow and continuous thing that actually yeah, people I mean, have gotten desensitized. Five seconds, yeah. a kid yeah. died of yeah, hunger. Yeah. Another five seconds, another one died. And, st- and we are no closer to the end of the world. I think I think the power uh, the power the problem is not actually the intelligence of the people. It's actually the power because they might be the smartest people on earth, but they don't have power over the resources that are needed to solve this particular problem. So, for example, um, a lot of really smart people are actually trying to solve world problem, and one of the richest, Bill Gates, is trying to solve the world hunger and disease problem. Yeah. But the power that that these people have is very limited. Like um, you cannot sway. Um, popular opinion hmm. to towards this thing. As as difficult as it is to work out the math, math is actually very doable. So you can land in a comet, but the effort it needs, the popular opinion it needs, and the power needed to do that is actually hmm. much less than needed to solve world hunger. Yeah. Which is why we're able to do that. So even if you removed all the resources, I think of NASA, including the the mental resources of NASA, and tried to allocate that to to solving world hunger, the power will still not be there. Yeah, the political will. Political will, popular, implement. yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, popular. the changes needed. Because yeah. a lot of people argue that we do have enough resources to, yeah. to solve the, the problem of hunger. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that um, maybe a lot of people in power want people to stay poor. It was the, the technical capacity is definitely there. Yeah. Like, mm. I'm a strong advocate of post-scarcity economics, and I really think that we, we it's time to start thinking about just giving to people the things they need because we really can we have the technology we have the resources but the problem there is um, for one thing there's a stigma against um, giving just giving yeah. or receiving for free without yeah. any dole outs and, yeah. you know, the, and so on that whole socialism association with it yeah yeah and there's also like you think that people are gonna get spoiled or so dependent um, and stuff we really should be giving more um, scientific feedback to the government. Um, for example, policies, especially in this country, are not generally guided by research. By science in any way. Yeah. <laughs> the most uh, helpful thing I can think of with regards to solving world hunger and so on is a strong collaboration between uh, the academe and policymakers. Not, so, not even, uh, also the enforcers. Making sure that um, the, science, the science that is generated in the academe 
does not go to waste because mm. they could be accumulating all this knowledge like hey we know what makes people tick hey we know what motivates people hey we know um that we have enough food we know how to make surplus for everything and like we know all this stuff but the people with the power with the infrastructure to actually put this knowledge into i don't know practical yeah, use practical use are not listening Mm. They don't really care. They're just making laws out of thin air. Like, oh, maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. But look, there's a lot of knowledge that we know would work. We have a lot of evidence would work. A lot of things are working against solutions to the problems that affect uh, most of the population, right? That is the comet. That is the comet. Mm. That's uh, that is the problem. That is the the thing that that you have to solve. So the smartest um, NASA scientists or personnel, like. These aren't even NASA landing in, in the plan, in the comet, by the way. It's the <laughs> European space Agency. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What a different but, well, but, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But these when are scientists. When we say NASA, we need... We need oh, that's so, that's so sad. <laughs> that's NASA, so, NASA doesn't even have so much power now. This is kind of sad that they're just, they're just bystanders yeah. now. Europeans yeah. are actually better at science, so uh, I think... <laughs> that's, oh, they have CERN. They have CERN. And, yeah. But yeah. anyway, like these, the, the smartest people on Earth, if they treat this condition as the comet, as uh -huh. that... Um, um, world-ending phenomena, right? Then they can they can treat that as a problem, yeah. and and work around it. Okay, like um, so many powerful people do not want to liberate the other pe poor people by giving them all of the resources they need to just survive. You know, there is yeah. a, a, an argument that that governments want to keep their people poor so that they would work. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, I think a vestige of you know after the war. And then for rebuilding, yeah. you need people to, to keep working so that yeah. the economy would get better and so on. And in a post-scarcity situation or society, like why would people... is strongly diminished. Yeah, so, so there. So that is the, the problem that the smartest people on earth have to solve. Because these selfish people will not change so easily, yeah. right? So how do they do it? Like make, let's say, um, create a machine that converts whatever into food. You know, like, um, or that, uh, the ability to download food or or an equivalent. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it hasn't been tried yet. What do you mean the food, <laughs> food thing, downloading food? Download. I mean, I, no, no, no. You I, download I mean, so many smart people <laughs> working on, on, a, on, a, on a solution to, mm -hmm. to scarcity. Actually, um, I don't think it's never been done. For example, a lot of GMOs were created for solving that problem, making, okay. making crops grow in places that would normally be inhospitable to them, right? So there's that. There's also development of technology that, that they're trying to deploy in different places. So it's not, they might not be the, the, the astrophysicists working on this problem, yeah. but they, are the, they have their own specialists. And what, um, what charities, I'm not sure, organizations, foundations, like Bill and Melinda Gates Foundations is trying to do is to get the money necessary to pull the smarter minds, smartest minds, towards solving this problem. Mm, yeah. So, and if you uh, follow Bill Gates' annual reports, like they're really nice, they're really optimistic because yeah. he wants to convince the world that things but, are actually yeah. getting so much better, so much better than you think. People are working on it and things are getting so much better and I don't think an addition of one or two astrophysicists or uh, the entire ESA would, or NASA would um, make that much of a difference. Maybe it might be a too many cooks so a problem. Yeah. So, um, it's just too many Bill Gates cooks? is. Okay. <laughs> Bill Gates is putting as much power as he can into the smartest minds to get them to work um, around the problem of the lack of political will. Mm -hmm.
And there's another organization, uh, Open Source Ecology, that I think is working in the right direction, in particular because they're very aware of the uh, politics of production and distribution. That they want to make um, distribution and production uh, democratized. They want everyone to have the capacity to build uh, the things that they need. It's pretty often that you hear stories of food being burned or whatever resources, you know, the donations to yeah, like, Tacloban oh were, were being, or they're just misappropriated or, or just yeah. hoarded and then yes. so they rot. Yeah. So Even yes. just the wastage, like the food that's thrown away, especially in yeah. restaurants yeah. first that, world countries. Even we, here. Here is also. Even here. Yeah. Even here is. And here you, you see actually a lot, um, um, they sort of work on the sides are away from or around the politicians you hear so much about. There are lots of um, groups that are trying to implement um, things to help the, the victims, for example, of the of the of the typhoon, right? So um, there are there are companies that try to use drones to survey the land to look for. So it's techno science and technology in action around the inefficient government. Mm. So yeah, that's a that's a good way of um, of showing how science does have um, practical solutions. Where at first, you know, you, you set out to do something, and then you disc you make discoveries or inventions that are used for for something else. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same with like doing mathematical research. Like mm. a lot of mathematicians, it's you're just they just make models. Like oh, what if I make a model that acts like this? These are the axioms. Like oh, that's an interesting system. And many years later, they find something in the real world that yeah. hey. This matches this model, and then they can actually use that yeah, like for the, making predictions. And they see something, theory. and then oh, it's it's gravity. I mean, yeah. they 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 solved nine point eight <laughs> meters per It's gravity. So yeah, um, back to the, the 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 topic of space exploration and Interstellar and Rosetta. Like, um, what are the the good movies that everyone should should you know? Let's let's end this at a a, a very light note because we were talking about very heavy stuff. So, the most recent other one was Gravity, of course. Gravity, yeah. yeah. Gravity was pretty good too. Yeah, I think I like, it's a it's a different like kind of experience. Definitely. Not as it's, much. Yes. It's half as long, or less <laughs> less than I think. Yeah, it was, pretty, was pretty short. Pretty I mean, yeah. definitely compared yeah. to it's to Interstellar, <laughs> anything would be shorter. Yeah, I guess. Two thousand one Space Odyssey is it, what people have been calling the the proto-Interstellar. Yeah. I don't I think, think so. I've seen that. See, yeah, it's an old movie. And, a lot of uh, people say that Interstellar has a lot of nods to that particular film. Oh, I saw, yeah, I saw some descriptions. But I don't know about so you should movies. check that out as well. Anyway, Interstellar was good despite the flaws, despite whatever... I love the robots, though. I love the robots. Yeah, what's the name of the... Stars, okay. Stars Case, and Case, and You just have to Kip, watch Kip. it, and then we will discuss that movie and space exploration at the next meetup which is happening next weekend. Not this weekend, not tomorrow no, no. or on Sunday, but next weekend. And we will also discuss whatever is on our podcast uh, next Wednesday. And of course, um, you know the drill. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, subscribe watch Interstellar, <laughs> and see you next time.